Hey, thank you for joining us here at Music Marvels with the Chick with Beats and Breezy Gibson. We're delighted to have you with us and excited to go ahead and do what we usually do every week. So, of course, we've got a music interview lined up for you with the one, the only Peter Bull coming through to share his wisdom with us. And, you know, Beats by yours truly in music industry news. How you feel about that, Breeze? Oh, man, you know, Peter Bull, yo, yo. Okay, and so then you got music industry news, yo, yo. So it's like, yo's up. So that's a happy place. I'm in a happy place. Yes. And you know what? We even have a special treat, too. Our homie Sean Cobain is rolling through with some knowledge for us as well. We'll see. Then that makes it a triple threat. Yep. Yes, indeed. (laughs) All right. So we're just going to go ahead and dive right on into it.
So that's yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. He's drums. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah, I was feeling it the way it is, you know, even without the drums. So yeah. yeah. So okay, um, yeah. So first things first, I just want to uh, let the world know we're very, very excited to have Peter Bull in the building with us. A very, very talented musician. And if you could just kind of give everybody a little background on, you know, who you are, um, you know, when you got started with music and, you know, what kind of drove your passion towards it. Sure, sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, I'm Peter Bull. I run a studio called Bull Cave Audio. And uh, yeah, I guess I got into it when I was like 12 or 13, started playing bass. Uh, and I kind of went down the R&B, funk, jazz road on that pretty far. Ended up uh, going to New York, studying there, playing jazz on the, the double bass. And then eventually, that after a year, New York kind of kicked my ass a little bit. And uh, I came back to Canada. I'm in Toronto now. And, and I kind of got into recording around that time. And I've been kind of working on my own music. And then also, um, I guess the last three or four years now, I've been starting to record other people as well. So doing a bit of the production stuff, and I guess yeah, as you as you guys just heard, I'm a bit of a multi instrumentalist as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. My passion, I've, I've kind of always been interested in the recording stuff. I remember as a little kid, like playing with a like Fisher Price tape recorder and like figuring out that you could glitch out the playback or the recording speed so that it would like record in fast forward and you could slow <laughs> stuff way down. And that's when I was just like, oh, there's a whole <laughs> world in here. I remember listening to what was it uh the pop popcorn now what is that called i forget it's like an old techno thing and uh i remember that was on the tape for some reason i recorded that at like tenth of the speed and it blew my mind <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah i've always been interested in the recording stuff had a little multi-track device thing when i was in high school and like just made all kinds of weird ass music with that um <laughs> But yeah, it's always I've always been really interested in just kind of twisting the sound a little bit. Awesome. Well, you know, you know now, you there's no hesitation. You've got to tell our listeners that delving in the music like that, it it definitely can expand your brain, expand your mind, and expand your horizons, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. totally. You mean like studying it uh, like formally? Is that what you mean? No, no. I'm talking about dealing with the actual hands-on with those uh, gadgets and, and equipment like that and, and slowing the speeds down. And it just you just see all different kinds of realms that you never thought about, right? Definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that, like, if you get back to basics, you can actually do a lot. So, like, what I mean by that is, like, just physically cutting up. Well, I guess it's not physical. It's still inside the computer. But, like... <laughs> The way that they would like old school back in the day with tape, like you could cut up tape, you could overlay it on itself, you could run it backwards, you could do all kinds of stuff. Like for anyone who started out playing around in Audacity, like me, um, I'm not using Audacity anymore, thank goodness. But there's some cool stuff you can do with that where you start really warping sound waves specifically, as opposed to just like programming MIDI and hoping that the VST sounds like what you want it to. Like, you can get in there and start messing with the sound. You can do your own choruses, your custom 
you know, all kinds of stuff by just kind of twisting the sound, the actual like sound clips themselves. And yeah, we'll see, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, you're here in the experienced hands of the one and only <laughs> Peter Bull. Peter Bull, well, yes. yes. Sure, sure. You're too kind. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just kind of mess with it until it gets me excited, and then it's good. That's so awesome, you know, especially to do, you know, like the hands-on and the, the kinetic learning and, you know, just kind of getting a feel for it like that. So, um, you know, since that was something that was kind of intuitive for you, what did you do to kind of, um, you know, expand your knowledge base up to where you are now? So, you know, from starting way back then to doing the little bits here and there to where you know how to form formally, uh, you know, record and run your studio now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good question. So, like, I don't know. You gotta just kind of keep being open to learning stuff. That's such a like such a key of just keeping that student mindset of like, I will never know everything about this, and you know, the more you can just soak up, the better. Mm. Uh, another really interesting thing. <laughs> it doesn't sound interesting, but one really interesting thing that opened me up to a lot of the techniques that I'm using now is. Uh, I actually just read a book <laughs> on it's it's from like the 60s this old guy gave it to me and it's called the new sound recording book the new stereo sound recording book I forget but it's basically it's like a textbook of the technicality of how we hear sound how sound interacts with a room how different microphone setups are affected by all kinds of different things and then like how we hear sound and how we determine things like the direction of a sound like there's so much crazy like psychoacoustic stuff mm. and and room acoustics and all sorts of different microphone things so that book i just like devoured that book and then that was kind of my education and i just trial and error from there and just every time you do it you learn a little something more wow yeah i know you said it doesn't sound interesting but it actually does to me <laughs> you know a, it's, the tech part coming out like oh wow that sounds fascinating. amazing <laughs> it's fascinating like for example just one little thing i won't go too far on this but one thing that i just always blows my mind is like you know we think we determine left and right by like which speaker is louder right if you pan mm -hmm. you pan your guitar to the left okay now the guitar is coming from the left speaker louder or left headphone whatever and it's louder. But the other way that we determine, two other ways we determine where sound comes from, is like which ear it arrives at first. Mm. It's like sound is a physical wave in the air. So like if it hits the left side of your head before the right side of your head, even if it's at the same volume, your ears, your brain is amazing. It's like, okay, that's coming 40 degrees to the left of my head. And like wow. you can pinpoint it. It's just crazy. It's yeah. crazy what, what I learned in that book. I was like, <laughs> have to try this so i started messing around with it like just in the computer like just shifting things a little bit and like yeah you yeah. get some crazy effects that way wow that's that's amazing you know so um me also learning just by doing things so i'd, I'd play around with stuff but i never knew the science behind that as far as you know how panning works so definitely it's, fascinating to hear this now yeah no it's it's wild i highly <laughs> recommend reading i mean i'm sure even wikipedia's got a bunch of like just look up psychoacoustics it's, it's literally psycho all right see i'm yeah. taking notes it's awesome yeah yeah so um 
you know, are there any, well, you kind of gave us a little taste of uh, what you've been working on. Is there anything that, um, you know, you'd be willing to share to the masses what they should be on the lookout for from you coming up pre- pretty soon here? Yeah, so well, that little snippet I showed you there, I mean, this is very early stages still, but there's this uh, album I'm working on, uh, just getting started the production of it. Uh, with this singer Salvatore, who's out of Toronto as well. It's kind of a reggae fusion kind of thing, but he, he actually won a grant uh, to put together this short album all about kind of homelessness and different um, kind of, I guess, social justice awareness kind of topics to do with housing and poverty and, and whatnot here in Toronto. And he's, he's highly involved in, you know, actually doing a lot of really good advocacy work so uh, he put he's putting together this album and uh, i'm really happy to be working on that so salvatore we did an album i guess 2019 it came out as well called don't rush it that's one that the people can check out um and that's you know that was kind of one of my first uh full scale like producing an album uh projects that was that was out underneath someone else's name uh, so I played most of most of the instruments on that, and except for the drums on <laughs> a couple of tracks. But but uh, yeah, and then there's another group I've worked with in Toronto. We spent a really long time putting together their debut album, and it's it's coming up really soon. And that's the band is called Human Magic. It's like this uh, kind of disco soul modern thing. It's really cool, actually. It's really there's like orchestral elements in there. It's it goes a lot of places that you don't expect. Wow. Man, yeah. that's really incredible to hear all the stuff that you've got going on. And, um, you know, even with the, the music and activism, that's always a great thing when those two worlds can merge to bring awareness and, you know, sonic pleasure at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you trick them with the beat and then you realize that you're, you're programming <laughs> the way they're thinking at the same time. I love that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I think so, we need to keep so, that as a sound bite right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So back in the day when you were the days of the double bass and so on and so forth, when you were really, really young, um, you know, as, as, as a, a youngster, you know, we identify with certain other musicians that we just like the sound of their music. Okay. Whether it be instrumental or singing or just the beats or or, or whatever uh the, the music now who were you drawn to when you were let's say 14 15 16 as far as um, uh, musicians that were out there in, in the world doing mm. so many uh i mean first you know, bass player that comes to mind uh from around that time i would have to give credit to victor wooten because oh yeah every every bass player's got a gotta bow down at some point to Victor DeRuyten. <laughs> um, so I went through a pretty serious phase uh, on that. But I don't know, yeah, I just listened to a lot of, I guess other would be like Jaco Pastorius. Uh, I mean, these are, you know, a lot of different jazz guys for sure I would have would have been into then. Um, Frank Zappa, huge influence. <laughs> yeah. I like to get pretty yeah. weird with it sometimes. Um, yeah. Everybody, everybody, every at one time, point or another, everybody deserves and needs a little taste of Frank Zappa. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. In my own music, I I uh, I go pretty far down that 
a Pazwell on the just kind of weird and unexpected. I've always kind of enjoyed the ability of music to be comical. Okay. okay. So then, so then you you part you took you partook of the the uh, era of time of uh, of Dweezil, this song. Yeah, I mean, I've never really listened to Dweezil that much, but my dad had about five Zappa records, actual you know LP records that I would listen to nonstop for a couple of years. Like I remember putting on like Mrs. <laughs> bit of an obscure track. You know the Adventures of Gregory Peckery? <laughs> no, I missed that one. It's like a 20 minute long, just like atonal whack fest. It's bizarre. And uh, I used to just like put that on with headphones going to sleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> explain some of my quirks now. But, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you, hey, as, as the listeners can tell, you know, you're really well rounded and. You know, we kind of, uh, kind of make humor of that, but back then, that was some serious time. Every, uh, you know, those those guys back then, they were putting their heart and soul into it, and you know, for us, we mm-hmm. absorbed it way back then. You know, we, we're better people, and right now, we have absorbed that way back then. I, I yep. Yeah, without question. Okay. Okay. Good deal. <laughs> Good deal. So, um, go ahead, Chick. Oh, yeah. I was I was just gonna say, you know, with um, your experience in recording others and doing, you know, instruments for other people, what advice would you have to offer any artists out there listening? You know, maybe hoping to to get back in the studio during, you know, all the stuff that's going on, like towards the end of the pandemic. What advice do you have to offer them to uh, have a smoother studio session? You know, with the experience and things that you've witnessed since you've been doing this. Hmm. I'd say for people who are, you know, trying to make their own mark, make their own music, a, a couple different things that kind of all surround the same thing. So don't take shortcuts. Um, as in, you know, learn the craft, learn what you're trying to do, and learn where it comes from, and learn everything about it, and, and take that seriously. It's not just about the hype. It's not just about getting followers and you know showing up and trying to show off like it's about really understanding a deep art form with a long history and the more connected you are to the depth of that the better informed you're going to be and the better music you're going to make and the other thing is to just learn to love the process of getting there because it's a long haul and you're not going to Nobody blows up overnight. You know, they say like an overnight success is 10 years in the making. You know, mm-hmm. nothing happens quickly. It's always going to be a bit of a grind. And so, you know, if you're trying to be successful in this, first of all, you have to consider why. Like, what are you, like, what are you actually trying to do? And why do you want it so bad? And do you want it? And if, because if you can be happy doing something else, by all means, you probably should. Like, this isn't an easy road necessarily. You know, in fact, it's, never easy i think i can say that pretty confidently Mm -hmm. i mean you guys both know that but it's like you have to really know why you're doing it and then commit to the process commit to climbing that hill forever like it's you'll never be at the top you'll never have it all and learn it all and say great now i'm the king and i can relax it's like no (laughs) this is an art form like 
you know, Da Vinci didn't finish painting a painting and was like, yeah, that's damn good. Like, I'm done. I'm the best. Like, <laughs> you know, you don't, <laughs> you don't stop. It's an artistic thing. So you just keep going and you have to learn to love the process of like collecting more experience and just learning and keep trying. And that is excellent. Just stellar advice. I, I love the, the analogy that you used as well. I mean, I'm just benefiting so much um, from everything that you've shared with us since you've been here. Oh, well, hey, my pleasure. <laughs> just rambling. <laughs> oh, no, that's awesome. Definitely helpful information. And uh, yeah, I know Breezy's over here soaking it up. <laughs> okay, so, so with this with this being made you know and we're right around the corner from uh um this the start of june which officially opens up summer okay we're in a different mm. season uh we're in a different view a lot of things have been happening socially okay but the yeah. summer's getting be- ready to be here stuff's getting ready to start rocking and rolling now so what's your forecast or what's your outlook as the summer really gets ready to open up and different things are happening and we're actually back live in the park uh, playing some music and things of that nature and I know you got a smile on your face about that so share with our listeners what your your thoughts are as we approach June, July and, and that, that, that summertime music thing. Yeah, man, that's... <laughs> what a dream. It's, I mean, we are, it's the elephant in the room. We've we've all been so cooped up and it's so like uh, it's such a mix for me such a mixed feeling of like yeah I would love to get back playing in front of live people you know like that's obviously the best is when you have that that interaction you know that because it's a two way street when you're performing like they're giving you the audience is giving you the energy you to perform 100% it goes both ways and I miss that I really miss that. You describing it is like making me nostalgic for concerts. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, um, yeah. So, man, I f- yeah, I feel that for sure. I really hope, I really hope we can get there soon. And I, I think it's it's hard. It's hard. So the thing for me is that like, I miss playing big concerts for sure because I've done some of that touring stuff. But at the same time, like even just going and busking on the street uh, in the park, like you say, like. Yeah. For fifteen, five people, whatever. It's yeah. you know, I I think we all need a little bit of that, even if it's just the simplest thing, you know. Live streams don't give you that that energy. We need them, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. So somebody yeah. your best your best buddy calls you. Hey Peter, hey man, look, we got a chance to go out to the park next Saturday, man. Not this not this Saturday, but next Saturday, man. Bring your amps and let's let's just jam, man. Okay, so how are you gonna respond? I mean, yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough because, like, I don't even like I don't even know if that's legal right now here. I don't know what's going on where you guys are, but like, but here it's like there's still our government is a little bit uh, cautious. Understandable. Yeah. No, not even. They're just stupid. I don't mind saying it. They're, they've mismanaged this whole thing from the beginning. They're always going left when they should go right. They just keep messing it up. And uh, so right now we're not even allowed having gatherings of five people outside. And yet all the five okay. people are working. I don't want to. I don't want to down this road too far. But okay. But but then but what, what, about the, yeah. what about the day when everything's opened back up? Oh, I, and then I'm, your buddy I'm calls. there. 
I'm there. Okay, there you yeah. go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the thing is that, like, as a musician, like, I don't know. And I've talked to some of my friends the same way. Like, only the only people I see socially are people that I've got a gig with. Like, I don't. And this is kind of a bad thing I need to fix in my life. <laughs> like, that's the only time I see my friends is when I've got a gig with them. So I've, like, had to actually try to be conscious about making social time for people that i like <laughs> it's bizarre i've never had to do that but yeah so i i really miss just you know hanging out with friends and playing pop songs and then throwing jazz all over them and messing them up <laughs> love it yeah so um yeah we're really glad that you came on and uh you know i'm hoping that we get to have you back again in the near future um you know if that's a possibility we definitely love to have you back yeah anytime yeah but before we go if you could just kind of let everybody know um you know where they can find you all the places they can check you out and uh, stay up to date with what you've got going on sure so um i've got a couple instagram accounts that i generally neglect um but uh, so my personal one that I, I mean i share all kinds of stuff on there um music related but also just whatever hobby i'm into spoon carving or mountain biking or whatever happens to come up <laughs> but but all that i usually share like little snippets of what i'm working on there too so that's peter.bull.bass that's b-a-s-s of course um that's on instagram uh, and then there's also for my studio stuff, I've got Bull Cave Audio on Instagram. Uh, I just want to make sure I got the tag right here. Yeah, so it's just one word Bull Cave Audio. Bull is B U L L as well. Um, and then for a while, I was trying to uh, run this online service recording bass for people. So I've got another one, which is kickassbasstracks.com. Uh, but also with Kick-Ass Bass Tracks is at uh, Instagram as well. So if you want bass on anything, um, let me know. I've got time. Awesome. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, I know everybody's listening out there. Make sure that you jot that down. Yeah. Get with them. There's nothing like having that, that live sound um, added to your music. So, yeah, definitely make sure that you get in touch with them with that. And, uh, uh, yeah, I guess I'll let breezy if you have any comments or questions you can go ahead now well you know it's just been a really really uh delight very delightful type of atmosphere that you set uh mm -hmm. you know gave us a sneak peek before the show started and got us in the mood and everything <laughs> with, with the vibes okay and so we're wishing the best to you man and oh, uh, best you. of you and the best for you and all that you do and so looking forward to staying in touch and having you come back just like you said Oh man, anytime. Yeah, thank you guys so much for for doing this to, you know, put the spotlight on people. It's uh mm -hmm. it's great. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we appreciate you and you know, you coming on and sharing your talent and wisdom with us and can't wait to do it again. Yeah, my pleasure. I'll see you next time. All right. Yes, sir. Man, that was a really really great interview with Peter Bull. We're really grateful that he took the time to stop by and share his energy and wisdom with us and you could just feel his passion for music, can't you? Yeah, he brought a lot of value. That value word is is uh, you know, you can't replace value. Yes. So he's got it. He shared it. Yep. All right. So now we're going to give way 
to Sean Cobain for him to drop his gems for us. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, you know, it comes to this segment right here. I, I just get up. I mean, I get up for this right here because this young man coming in, um, the one and only Mr. Sean Cobain, he just always gives us plenty of knowledge and plenty of points of view. So uh, let me back out the way and present to you all the one and only Sean Cobain. Hey, good afternoon. How are you doing? Happy to be here per usual. Glad to have you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. We have a quick one this time. Uh, this is really more or less some of the things that I run across with people uh, in the game, young artists trying to start, or even older artists trying to start. It's being patient with the game and treating it with respect. Like, this is not one of those industries where you think you can get in there for a quick flip. Uh, get one hit, get some money in there and get out of here. So a lot of people don't understand the business aspect of it. And you gotta think about it. A lot of times just coming in the game, you just have talent. You don't have a lot of money. You don't have anything else, any kind of concept of the game or anything. So with that um, comes percentages, splits, X, Y, Z. So a lot of times you, you're not gonna be able to eat off of you know one hit or X, Y, Z. You may think, you know, half a million dollars, $250,000 or something like that will be enough to flip and change your family life. Let's, let's be honest, that's just enough money to get you in trouble, um, especially when you haven't had, you know, that amount dropping on you at one time. So, yes, the uh, hip hop or entertainment community, it, it, it is one of the fastest ones for you to get in there and make a turnaround, but it's like anything else, you have to be committed to it. You know, you got to put those hours in the gym, you got to put those shots up because it's going to show. And then the people who are waiting for opportunity, they've already said numerous times, they don't care if people are just talented anymore at a given art. So if you can sing, if you can rap, whatever it is, um, they want to see if you're marketable X, Y, Z, because you have some people out here who are knocking out the park. If you need help with understanding that, just kind of pop in and look at YouTubers. Some of the more successful people um, who've popped up, I'm um, like, like uh, was that Pontiac, like DDG? Like he's from Pontiac and he originally started off of YouTube and uh, he dropped out of college, you know, just because it was like, you know, I'm making so much money off of, you know, off of my content. And then for him right there, he had proof of concept and then he went ahead and okay, I got the music thing popping and boom. And it just really just blew up because he already had something. So say that's again, you're only going to get what you invest into it. You know, so if, if you don't put a lot into it, you're not gonna get a lot out of it. Um, and it's like anything else, you have to really believe that you belong here. You put in that work and eventually it'll show. Even if you come up short, even if something happens, the cool thing about the entertainment industry is it never has an off season. Well, technically it never has an off season. There's always a chance for you to get your music out there to be heard. Um, so yeah. Respect the industry, enjoy it. Um, you can, you don't have to do it the same way that everyone else did, but understand that at the end of the day, it's still a business. Um, it's still some standardization there. And the better you understand that, the better off you will be. Hmm. Such wise words, especially, you said that's just enough money to get you in trouble if you don't uh, have a plan. That's, that's really, really insightful. And uh, yeah, we just thank you for coming through and dropping that wisdom and knowledge and hope everybody listening takes it to heart. I appreciate that. Oh yeah, real quick, you have to remember, the entertainment industry is federally regulated. 
Like it's standardized by the feds. So the moment you start submitting paperwork to be official XYZ, that's when you open yourself up for audits. So you see all these rappers getting caught living the street life and doing XYZ. You gotta pick. They're not gonna let you be a millionaire and a goon. You saw what happened to T.I. years ago, mm. you, you, you know? But you have to realize, like when you submit that paperwork, you're submitting that to the federal government. People don't even have to snitch on you at this point because, hey, they have all your information. They have everything, you know, <laughs> when you submit that paperwork from your EIN to, to, to it all. So if you're gonna navigate this business, you need to navigate it, treat it like a business. Um, try and keep the pettiness out of it because they will squeeze you out. Mm. Very great point. Thank you so much for sharing that. Cause yeah, just like you mentioned, we're seeing that going down with these rappers getting in trouble for like PPP loans and all this other stuff. So yeah, very, very good yeah. advice. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, so we thank you. And uh, yeah, I can't wait till next time when you drop back through with some more gems for us. Awesome, awesome. Hopefully I got something else coming up for you next time. Uh, more or less like artist submission, that type of thing. You know, I got shoot enough advice. Let's, let's see some of the things, some of the people that I kind of work with. Mm, beautiful. All right, we're looking forward to it. And once again, thank you. We really, really appreciate every time you come on and uh, share all this information with us. Yeah, appreciate being here. Always appreciate you uh, allowing me to have this platform to express myself. Indeed. Right, and that was Sean Cobain. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take a little musical break right now. You know, it's always a good time when he comes through. I, I just really, really appreciate the information and the knowledge that he shares. Mm, you know what? I mean, that's that's a, that's a, a skilled brother right there. He yeah. really is. That's, yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, the listeners, that's a win-win situation for the listeners. Once they hear your your music, they hear the, the words coming straight from the guest. And then, oh, followed up by Sean Cobain. Oh, that's, that's a win-win. Yes, indeed. All right, we're cool. You did it. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, we're going to dip into some more music, and then we'll be right back with Music Industry News right after this. Oh.
Okay, and we're back with music industry news. There was a lot of stuff going on, lots of deals happening, lots of tidbits here and there. So, you know, we're going to cover as much as we can for the time that we have. And, uh, you know, anything that we miss, we'll make sure that we'll get back to you next week. But first up, man, Method Man and his manager, Sean Agar, have formed a production company called 6AM. Guess what? Their first project has already sold to Universal with well you know what I won't even keep you guys in suspense it's how high three and they're actually reuniting method man and red man like it should have been done before so now we actually get a proper follow-up to the classic how about that oh man that's mecca that's <laughs> mecca okay so I mean that's that's gonna have people smiling from from I mean from from <laughs> just everywhere <laughs> all around the world oh yeah. yes hip-hop heads rejoice apparently his manager was responsible for working with Marvel New Media to help him put his Marvel Method uh, podcast together. So we already know that the two of them together is magic. So I'm excited, one, about how High 3 coming out and also you know any other things that they may cook up in the future. All right, next up in news, Triller and Universal Music Group have announced a worldwide licensing agreement. So for their recording and public mu- or published music, so if you remember not long ago we told you that negotiations had broken down and the companies were trading public jabs i mean just incredibly public just wild but now trillers users will be able to use universal's catalog so we're not sure who exactly changed the tune but they were able to work things out so that's good news Mm. well you know they do that stuff in the beginning yeah we'll see what but see, you know, the saying, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Yes, so accurate. So, yep, there was that going on. And also, more good news for hip-hop heads everywhere. Nas and Sasha Jenkins and Mass Appeal have joined forces to create Hip Hop 50. So it's a new series that's going to be on Showtime, just ahead of what they're calling the biggest birthday in the world, and that is the birth of hip-hop. So Hip Hop 50 is going to be taking a look at the thick history of the culture through like the viewpoints of all these different participants. And it's going to explore the subgenres that were birthed from it as well. So it's supposed to begin later this year and run through 2023, which will actually be the 50th birthday. So I'm pretty excited about that. I love documentaries and you know, this is just great news. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost it's almost like Christmas and we're just around the corner from May. I mean, from June. So it's almost like Christmas in June. Yeah. You know what? That's a great way to put it. Yeah, holiday season in June. <laughs> yes. And Jay-Z. All right. His marijuana business is gearing up to produce 900,000 pounds of cannabis in this huge deal coming up. So they announced that they made a $50 million purchase in Mercer Park Brand Acquisition Corp. So that company is about to merge with Glasshouse Group in a deal that's going to be worth $567 million. So once this deal closes, Jay's company will have ownership in California's largest cannabis producer, the largest one. And so they've also linked the deal with Glasshouse to where their products are going to be distributed through there. I mean, it, it was just a, a really, really stellar move, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. You know, Jay-Z is always about making major moves, so this will definitely be something to keep an eye on. 
Well, see, you know, people will laugh at you. And they laughed at Jay-Z. Okay, so now in the mix, though, Jay-Z's surrounded himself with some very, very competent and intelligent consultants. You see, we used that consultant word before. Mm-hmm. We're, still, we're still using it again. Now, the figures that you just spoke <laughs> of, colossal. Okay, yeah. but see, so when they were laughing at him years ago, he was able to keep it together and not just, you know, uh, explode and just act a fool. Mm-hmm. Now, here we are some years later. It's a lot of momentum there. Yeah. And a lot of money. Lot What's of money. Uh, he who laughs, laughs, laughs best. <laughs> yeah. All right. Also in music industry news, U.S. appeals court declined to make Warner's streaming royalties dispute a class action. So the background on this, you remember Lenny Williams, of course, right? Yes. Yeah. So he sued Warner in 2018, saying that Warner allows its different divisions around the world to take fees from his streaming income before it actually gets to the label that he's signed to. So his percentage royalty share is calculated based on what the U.S. label receives. But he's saying that it should be calculated from at the point where the subsidiary received it, which is logical to me, makes perfect sense. I understand why he wants it that way, but he wanted to make it a class action suit so that way other people under the label would be able to benefit as well. And so Warner's argument was basically that since his deal was signed so long ago, his case is too different in that they wouldn't be able to lump other people into it. And the judge apparently agreed. So, you know, another one of their arguments was since it was signed so long ago, technically it doesn't include streaming. So it kind of had a vibe of them saying, you should be happy that we're giving you anything from it to begin with. So hopefully, even though they couldn't make his uh, case a class action, he'll still get some kind of restitution because I believe he's right. And, um, you know, we know the money's there. We're reporting these figures every week. We know that these these companies are pulling it in, but it's not trickling down to the artists, as we've discussed multiple times. So, you know, fingers crossed for Lenny, um, who's a legend, who should definitely be receiving what he's owed. Well, I mean, that's only fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no need to elaborate. It's just only fair. Right. And speaking of which... Um, there was a report that came out that says streaming is lucrative, but guess how much it would cost for you to get the report as an artist to find out how lucrative streaming is. You would need 6 million streams in order to be able to afford to buy the report that's telling you how lucrative streaming is. So that was a very interesting paradox that of course we just had to share because like I said, I mean, it's been a common thing. Um, you know, we've talked about the pro rata system in the past, went into detail last week, but um, yeah, something's got to change with these companies. So we know the money's there. It should be in the artist's hands. So I'll champion that every chance I get just in case you haven't noticed, but <laughs> just as you mentioned, it's only fair. It's only fair. It's mm-hmm. only fair. <laughs> I mean, uh, in other words, pay the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just that simple. Right. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Don't try to take from them. Compensate them for what 
compensate them for their work and ideas. Exactly. All right. So Netflix announced a new eight-part docuseries on pop music history called This Is Pop. So it's premiering June 22nd, and it'll feature interviews from Chuck D, Boys to Men, T-Pain, Shania Twain, and a whole bunch more. So, you know, regardless of how you feel about pop music today or whatever, just to kind of get a chance to journey uh, through the years to see what it's become will be pretty interesting. Like I mentioned before, I love documentaries. I'm a big music documentary nerd. Um, So I'm excited to check this one out as well. Yes, I agree. I agree. And, and, you know, it's almost like tis the season. Some great things are happening. They're always happening in music, but even greater things now. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yes. All right. And Beat Club, an online marketplace for beats and sounds, is launching later this year. The platform will allow creators to make deals with elite producers and beat makers and keep 100% of their music rights and royalties. Uh, rights in their revenue and so um, they'll be able to set their own terms for pricing retain publishing splits and all this other stuff and they're not going to take additional income from subscribers so as of right now Timbaland is included and he's also the co-CEO and other producers and beat makers include Scott Storch, J. Cole, Mike Will Made It and some more so you know it'll be kind of interesting to see how that goes and to see you know the independent artists who take advantage of that and uh, yeah, if you're a part of the early adoption crew, let us know. Chime in and let us know how things are going. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So once again, that's Beat Club. Make sure you check that out if that's something that you're interested in. All right. Oh, yeah. Choreography for Beyonce single ladies granted copyright registration. So, you know, this is a huge win for the choreographer. So now because of this win, he's decided to uh, create his own company to help dancers be able to uh, copyright their choreography. And it's going to operate pretty much like a music publisher. So it's going to be called Night Choreography and Music Publishing. And, you know, this will be a really, really interesting thing, especially because um, if you remember some time ago, there was a lot of uh, chaos surrounding Fortnite, the popular game and how you could do these different dances as your character and a lot of them were based off of rappers moves so you know it'll be kind of interesting now that that can be copyrighted so that's a huge win for creatives everywhere pretty much yeah you know and that, that's very that's very uplifting very mm-hmm. uplifting yeah so you know it's great that he took the win and now he's gonna help other people win as well so yeah, yeah. And uh, TikTok, another one of those things that we mention all the time. So they're launching TikTok Radio. It's going to be a full serious, a full-time Sirius XM music channel, and it's going to go live this summer. Now, last week or last month, I believe we told you guys that TikTok launched a music station on iHeartRadio called TikTok Trending. So now here's another one, and so it's going to be kind of a radio version of their For You page a discovery tool for trending videos. So it'll feature the weekly music countdown uh, dedicated to what's trending on TikTok. Hmm. Well, you know, <laughs> ideas never ideas never cease. Right. So kudos to them. Yeah. And so um, I believe we mentioned here a few times before as well, 
the good thing about that is that um, it's usually not mainstream songs that trend on TikTok. So it'll be songs from independent artists, you know, things that are a little more obscure or even older music. So um, I think that that's really what makes it exciting. So it's not like it's going to mirror what we're already seeing on all these other stations. So good deal. Good deal. Yeah. And speaking of which, Instagram is actually, you know, kind of gearing up. They've started testing a new tool, a feature that's already available in TikTok but they're testing a new audio tab in the Explore page to improve music discovery. So the new option will let you search for songs like using a keyword and it'll show a list of those registered tracks that they have. And if you tap through, it'll bring you to a separate page for that song. And so you'll either be able to save the audio to use in your own posts and all this other stuff, reels. And so, you know, it'll be kind of interesting to see as that rolls out. Um, as far as we know, there's only a few people that have had access to it so far. So we'll see what comes of that. <laughs> hey, all kinds of, of technology happening. Um, it just, you know, we can get deep on it, but, you know, due to time limitations, we'll move on to the next one. <laughs> all right. Yes, the next one is Music NFT Platform, one of is co-founded in partnership with Quincy Jones. And so they just raised 63 million in seed funding, but um, they're describing themselves as the NFT platform built specifically for the music community. And so their goal is to break down economic barriers to entry into the NFT market. So the platform is actually committing to $0 for minting costs for all artists looking to launch NFTs on its platforms. So that is huge. You know, we've been talking about NFTs every single week and if that's something that you're interested in this definitely seems like a great platform to start with if you're looking to keep your costs low mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was pretty jam-packed you know just as uh, breezy mentioned we do have some time constraints but um yeah that, that was a lot of a lot of information hopefully you can run it back if you didn't catch everything but it's all good helpful information to know as an artist you know pay attention to the moves that are happening in the industry and see what you can either be a part of or mirror on a different scale oh yeah or even further create yes yes even better (laughs) create create from create from scratch yes all right we're going to take a quick music break and then we'll be back to close out the night with you okay that sounds good
concludes this week's edition of Music Marvels with the Chickle Beats and Freezy Gibson. Once again, we're glad that you came and hung out with us, and we hope you do the same thing next week, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And see, now, when I mention create from scratch, I'm talking about creating from your mentals, not from scratching on a DJ turntable. (laughs) Create from your mentals and and get these things. Come on. It's a broad, wide world out here. And, uh, you know, let's all come up together. uh, So everybody's got a chance. So use your your mentality to, to create something great for yourself and for the world. Absolutely. So, you know, we're here to help any way that we can, uh, sharing this information, uh, networking, trying to build each other up. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week to do the same thing again. Okay, I'm ready. All right, so make sure you tune in, tell a friend, and we'll see you then. Peace. Oh, one more, one more. Don't forget. Now, don't forget, and don't act like you haven't heard this. Visit achickwithbeats.com because there's a plethora of songs, of beats that are just right there waiting. They could be some, they could be purchased by you and that could be your next big hit. Okay, so take the time to visit achickwithbeats.com. I'd be remiss if I didn't say that. And so I'm gonna be saying that forever because that's good stuff. And so dig and delve and then find your, your spot in there, achickwithbeats.com. Thank you so much. All right, that does it for us, and we'll see you next week. Tune in, tell a friend. We'll see you then. Peace. Peace.